Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is a short, about a 12-minute Bible study each day that's designed especially for our podcast listeners. And it's also designed to help just get us into God's Word for a little bit each day and thereby help keep us focused on our souls, on our spiritual relationship with God, also just on our spiritual needs. It also enables us to be able to have a more positive and productive mindset to be able to take on the day, whatever the day may throw at us. Now, you know people in your life who need this change of direction, this change of focus. They need to turn their lives around. Again, you know people in your life like that. could be friends, it could be family members, work associates, whatever. But we encourage you to share these short studies. There are people who need to get on the right path that ultimately will lead them to heaven because they're going down the broad road to to eternal destruction right now. By sharing these short studies, you may help them turn their lives around. So think about what a great impact for eternal good you could have in the life of somebody else just by starting to share these short studies. Now, you can do that with, uh, through Facebook friends. You can do that through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But share them with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. Make up your mind to make a difference, or at least to try to make a difference in somebody else's life by sharing these short studies. We're going to get into a really, I think, pertinent and profound study beginning today. We're going to be talking about two different forces that are always there in our lives, always trying to pull us in opposite directions, and they're always there. Two opposing forces trying to influence us to go in absolutely opposite directions from one another. One of those forces is obviously positive, and that would be God. The other force is uh, is obviously negative, and that would be the devil himself, Satan. God is trying to lead us toward eternal life with him in heaven. The devil is trying to lead us to self-destruction, in, through eternal condemnation in hell. Well, it's really a no-brainer, isn't it, as to which way we want to go, as to which path we want to follow. But are you following that positive path to heaven through God's influence and leading? See, that's the question. Which force are you following? Which one is taking the overriding influence in your life? You need to stop and really do some self-examination along this line. Answer the question honestly. Don't just answer it how you know you should answer it. Answer it honestly. Which, which influence, God or the devil, is your life following right now? Now, nobody wants to say, well, I'm following the devil. But you have to be honest with yourself. Tell yourself the truth. Am I following God's leading? Am I living by his word? Am I trying to live a godly life? Or am I going in the opposite direction? I don't really want to think about having to read the Bible or follow those particular instructions and guidelines. I want to go do what I want to do right now. Well, that's following the devil. Jesus is always there as the Savior. And he is continually calling us 
to follow him to heaven. Think about those whom he called that we have laid out in scripture where he said, follow me. Peter and Andrew, who would become apostles, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. Now, Peter and Andrew were professional fishermen. That was their business. That was their livelihood. And so he told them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. See, he could relate to them, or how he called them, they could relate to that particular direction and that particular focus. They were used to catching literal fish out of the sea. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. He was talking about how he would teach them the gospel, and then they would teach the gospel to mankind and lead them to Christ and through Christ's salvation. Well, he called Matthew the tax collector, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9, follow me. So he arose and followed him. And incidentally, so did Peter and Andrew. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24, Jesus calls his disciples, those who would be his followers. If anyone desires to come after me, he said, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And then in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 21, if you want to be perfect, now he's responding here to the rich young man who came to him and said, good master or good teacher, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, keep the commandments. The young man said, which? And so Jesus gave a sampling of the commandments to him, listed them out. The young man said, I've kept these from my youth up. What do I still lack? And Jesus said, if, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. The young man needed to make up his mind. Was he going to really follow Jesus? Now, that would mean putting everything else in his life in second place, at least. Jesus, being God the Son on earth, certainly could read the heart of this young man and realize that he had a problem of, with priorities. The, uh, the text tells us that once Jesus told him to do this, the young man went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Now, what does that mean? We might say, well, that was, that was uh, uh, asking too much of him. That was, you know, kind of being overbearing on Jesus's part, telling him to sell all that he had and give to the poor and then come and follow Jesus. But you see, Jesus could read his heart and realize that the young man placed his material, his material possessions, his, his, his riches in first place. And Jesus was really in second place. Because when Jesus said, go sell all that you have, give to the poor, and then you shall have treasure in heaven, and come follow me, the young man did not do that. He left Jesus. We have no record in the scripture that he ever came back to Jesus. We would hope that he did, that he came to his senses somewhere along the line. But he had a problem with priorities and values. He valued his material wealth more than he valued walking with his Savior toward eternal life in heaven. You know, Jesus talked about that in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume, where thieves do not break in and steal. 
For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This young man was wealthy. His treasure was in his possessions, was in his material wealth, not in his spiritual commitment to follow his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and through Jesus be with God for all of eternity. Well, if you want to be perfect, Jesus said, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. We cannot let anything come between us and our commitment to God through Jesus Christ. God has to be number one in our lives. We need to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22. In other words, with all of our being. Absolute first commitment needs to be to God. Jesus called Philip. He simply said, follow me. And Philip did. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28, uh, verse 28, Jesus calls all in every generation, everybody, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So in every generation, he calls everybody to come and follow him. Now that's the positive influence that is always there working in our lives, calling us to follow Jesus and through him to come to God. Because Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so if we want to be with God, then we've got to come to God through Jesus. So Jesus is always there. He's always that positive influence calling us to follow him and through him to come to God. But then the devil is that negative influence, and he's always there as well. Remember the garden? You see God creating mankind, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, in God's own image. And then we see the kind of recapitulation of that that creation account just in, in, in reverse order in Genesis chapter 2. And in Genesis chapter 2, we see God placing the man in the garden and then bringing the woman to him whom God had created from the rib of the man to be his, his companion for life and thereby instituting what we understand as marriage today. So he brings her to the woman, to the man, and they have that existence, that life in the garden. And God has equipped, he has, he has de- designed that garden with all of the necessities of life. But then in chapter 3, quickly, it would seem, in the scripture account, the devil appears in the scene. And he's that opposite, that negative, opposing force of God opposing God and his guidance and his influence in the lives of mankind. And the devil tries to pull us away from God. And so he started tempting Eve. And through Eve, he tempted Adam. And they succumbed and they gave in and they sinned. They disobeyed God. And that's sin. So the devil is always there as well. And through temptations, he's always trying to lead us away from God, away from our Savior, Jesus Christ. But there's going to be an ultimate consequence of following the devil. In Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10, we read this. And we're looking at the final day of judgment here. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. 
Oh, that's going to be the ultimate consequence of the devil. Eternal torment in hell. And then in verse 15, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So any who would follow the devil and not walk with God through Jesus Christ also will end up in eternal condemnation in hell. Two opposing forces and two ultimate opposing and opposite destinations and realities. One, if we follow God through Jesus Christ, that's the positive force, we'll be in heaven for all of eternity with all of the glories and all of the bliss and all of the blessings that go therewith. If we follow the opposing force, and that's the devil, we'll end up in hell with him and all of those others who have not been obedient and faithful to God. Something to contemplate. Which force, which influence is guiding your life? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus into this world to be our Savior and to guide us through the gospel to you. Help us to open our eyes and help everyone to open their eyes and see this great blessing, this great opportunity, and to open their hearts to humble themselves to come to you through Jesus for that blessing. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.